Hey, I'm Megan Bach, and you're listening to the first episode of the new and improved Explainer Podcast from First Capital, the podcast where we talk to experts about the latest at First Capital and across the commercial real estate industry. Today, we're speaking with our Senior Director of Sustainability, Melissa Jacobs, about our 2019 Corporate Responsibility and Sustainability Report. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for taking the time to speak with the Explainer today about the 2019 CRS Report. Hi, Megan. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. I'm actually really excited to be featured in our first podcast. We're happy to have you. We met with you last year to discuss sustainability at First Capital. We were hoping you could start today by sharing with us how that strategy has evolved since then. Sure thing. So since we spoke last August, um, I'd say the the really uh, big change is we began undertaking a fairly large corporate initiative to develop a new five-year sustainability roadmap. And the initiative has been included as a corporate accountability objective for the company overall in 2020, which is pretty exciting. Um, So to kick off the project, late last year, we formed a cross-functional ESG task force. And uh, just as a side note for listeners, ESG stands for environmental social governance. And it's a term that's often used synonymously with sustainability. Um, So the task force was brought together really to enable a more structured and engaged approach towards integrating sustainability practices and initiatives across the organization. It is co-chaired by myself and Jordan Robbins, our COO. And we have executive and senior leadership representation from across the company. Um, And we've heard from our employees and from our leadership that it's really important to them that First Capital as a company maintains our leadership position in ESG, which means we have to continue to evolve and think ahead to emerging environmental and social priorities. Uh, For example, carbon neutrality and health and wellness, wellness issues that are emerging as of late. And the new strategy that we're working on, which we're planning to release in October, will help prioritize what our company focuses on over the next few years. And we'll also articulate our ambitions and our goals and what we have and would like to achieve in the near future. Great. And can you tell us about what sustainability features are important to tenants these days? Sure. I would say that, um, well, one of the most important aspects really because it affects their bottom line is ensuring that the properties uh, where tenants are leasing are being run efficiently when it comes to utilities such as energy and water. If we can use less energy um, within the properties, we're reducing our tenants operating costs and obviously that is a big uh, win for both sides. Um, Also many of our larger national tenants have their own carbon and energy reduction targets. So when we're talking about, um, you know, new developments, new construction projects, for example, one of the best things we can do to help them achieve those targets is to ensure we're building a very efficient structure for them. In other words, making sure that the building envelope is energy efficient. So right out of the gate, they'll require less energy to heat and cool their space and uh, their operating costs will be lower, but also their carbon footprint will be minimized. And then another um, sort of, key feature that I would say is important to tenants are healthy indoor environments. Even more now so with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, things like good ventilation and indoor air quality have become increasingly important as tenants want to ensure that their employees and their customers are in a safe and healthy environment. So whatever we can do to to help them with that is um, obviously something of, uh, of great importance as well. Absolutely. Can you explain to us how the sustainability group works with the broader business to align to our super urban strategy? 
Yep. Um, so sustainability is, it's really a primary driver of our business as we look to generate long-term value for our stakeholders. It's always been a part of FCR's DNA and it's considered in every aspect of our business uh, from acquisitions through to developments and then the operation of our properties. And I think the recent strategy work that we're doing with our cross-functional ESG task force really speaks to how we're, you know, further working to incorporate sustainability across the business and ensure that we're focused on the right topics to complement our super urban strategy and our company's purpose of creating thriving urban neighborhoods that generate long-term value for our stakeholders. Those stakeholders being, you know, our tenants and businesses that work within our communities, residents, uh, larger community, and of course our investors. And, um, you know, when we're thinking about our company's strategy, specifically our super urban strategy, it intrinsically relates to sustainability, for example, by focusing on existing urban markets, markets, targeting locations with good public transit and increasing density, we're developing vi vibrant neighborhoods where the public can easily access daily necessities. So these neighborhoods overall have a lower environmental impact because of their walkability and public transit amenities, um, obviously less dependent on automobiles. Great, thanks. And we're wondering about some of the metrics in this report. Are those industry standard? Yeah, for the most part, I would say that they are industry standards. So First Capital, um, we've been reporting for quite a long time. Um, this would be our ninth report where we've reported in alignment with the Global Reporting Initiative, or um, also known as the GRI standards. And so these GRI standards provide a framework of topics that companies should be reporting on when it comes to sustainability. And then we as a company sort of have to take it to the next level and determine which um, ESG or sustainability topics are material to our business or to the real estate industry in general. So um, how we do that is really we conduct regular materiality assessments with our stakeholder groups, including tenants, investors, uh, JV partners. And through these materiality assessments, we kind of take them through a number of um, ESG topics and have a conversation to gauge the importance of each of them to uh, to their own business and how they see FCR making an, making an impact. And um, I guess just to kind of, you know, address your question, typically the topics that would be material to our company to first capital, such as greenhouse gas emissions, employee engagement, energy use, etc. They'd also be material to other real estate companies. So um, typically uh, what you would see in our CRS report would be very similar to what you might see in another sort of Canadian um, real estate companies report. Right, that makes sense. And who sets the goals and targets for those objectives? Uh, the best example that I have for goals and targets would be um, energy and greenhouse gas reduction targets. So First Capital, um, we're now in our third cycle of three-year targets when it comes to energy and greenhouse gas emissions. And these have always been set sort of by the sustainability team in conjunction with the operations team, who at the end of the day have a lot of uh, control over the outcomes there. And it's really important that the business unit um, area of the business that would influence the outcome or the success towards the targets is involved and on board when setting any targets. So we're using the ESG task force to replicate this to other areas of sustainability moving forward. And I'd expect we'd see some new objectives and targets uh, that will be outlined in our ESG roadmap and uh, we'll begin reporting on them in next year's report, which also excited to know will actually be our, our 10th report um, next year. That's very exciting.
we noticed that 99% of the portfolio is within a five minute walk of transit. That's amazing. Can you tell us a bit, a bit about how we were able to get there? Uh, yeah, so our super urban strategy really has naturally improved the stat for us. Um, as we've begun disposing of properties in recent years that don't fit within uh, the super urban strategy, they typically also tend not to be close to public transit amenities. So it's really helped to drive uh, up that, that stat in terms of proximity to public transit. Our superurban strategy also has had a really positive impact on our walk score as we, you know, further develop neighborhoods into superurban areas where people can live, work, play all within the same community that ultimately uh, has an effect on walkability of those neighborhoods and uh, improvements in walk score as well. That's great. And can you talk to us a bit about the improvement to connectivity for the pedestrians and visitors by car? Sure. Some great examples here would include um, an initiative by our operations team in recent years to audit sites and really look at opportunities to improve pedestrian connectivity to the surrounding neighborhoods. So, for example, um, creating pedestrian walking paths, almost like shortcuts to quickly and safely get from the sidewalks and the neighborhoods to the shopping center doors without having to walk, you know, kind of directly through a parking lot. Um, and also sort of related um, through our, our national initiative to retrofit all of our parking lots to uh, LED and our exterior lighting to LED as well. We've improved the nighttime lighting levels in our properties, which also leads to a safer experience to visit visitors, whether they're arriving by car or by foot. That's all good news. Melissa, is there anything particular that you're most excited about for sustainability right now? I'm really excited about the momentum we're building internally, to be honest, um, to engage in sustainability across the organization. I just really feel that when there's alignment and everyone's working towards a common purpose, we can have such a great impact. And we're definitely heading in the right direction as a company. Um, without getting into specifics, you know, prior to launching the strategy, I think that the forward looking work we're doing right now will lead to some really fantastic leadership initiatives that you know we as employees of first capital will really be proud of whether it's on the environmental or the social side of things and there's also a lot of exciting opportunity in the development space as you know we have quite a large development pipeline and as we move towards more mixed use type developments we're going to have to innovate to ensure that we're delivering sustainable low carbon healthy vibrant communities it's going to be a challenge for our teams but i think it's a really exciting one it sounds really exciting um, to wrap up, can you share with us some of, the, some of what's new in sustainability within the industry? Sure. Um, there's two terms that kind of come to mind uh, when you ask me this question. And, um, you know, they are things that we are looking at and considering as we're, we're building out a longer term strategy for our company. So the first is carbon positive. We're starting to see some companies make commitments uh, to go beyond being carbon neutral um, carbon neutral meaning sort of releasing net zero carbon emissions to actually striving to be carbon positive. Um, in other words, actually creating an environmental benefit by removing additional carbon dioxide from the atmosphere than the company would emit. So I think that's a pretty, uh, you know, new concept and an exciting concept. And then the other one being circular economy. Um, so the circular, circular economy concept is really a new way of doing business that extracts as much value as possible from resources by recycling, repairing, reusing, repurposing, or even refurbishing products and materials. Uh, this helps to eliminate waste and reduce greenhouse gas emissions at the design stage. 
rather than, you know, thinking of the more traditional model, which would be sort of you make something, you use it, and then you dispose of it either to landfill or recycling. Um, so in other words, we're really kind of shifting our disposal mindset and valuing waste as a resource. So a great example, just to kind of put it in context from the construction industry, um, we're starting to see new methods that make use of modular building elements that can be used multiple times and um, also enable kind of easier repurposing uh, and reducing the energy required during the, uh, the construction phase of, um, of these buildings. Sounds like the sustainability group has a lot of exciting initiatives happening. We can't wait to hear more about them. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about the 2019 CRS report, Melissa. No problem, Megan. Thanks so much for having me. It was really a pleasure and uh, look forward to hearing the next episode as well. And thanks to the listeners for tuning in for our first episode of the new and improved explainer podcast. Tune in next month for our next episode. If you've got any suggestions or questions, please reach out to communications at fcr.ca.